Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 83 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron, and I'm so thrilled to be here with Priscilla Oliveris. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, thanks for letting me join you. Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled that you said yes. Um, you are inspiring in that you are writing and that you are doing all these things. Plus, you're on the RWA National Board, which mm-hmm. is, I don't even understand how you do it. I am on the local board and it is uh, it is so much work. And you guys must just like have, I, I know uh, Carolyn Jewell is a friend also. So I know oh, yeah. that it is a huge amount of work and... I hope that you know how appreciated you guys are. Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you, everyone who's on the board, um, it's, they're great to work with. Our staff is great to work with. And there are peaks where we're like crazy, crazy, crazy. And, and then there are times where it slows down and okay. you're like, wait, am I missing an email? Am, am I off? Uh, um, but this is my third year on. Um, and I will say every, and the, the board has changed a little bit as people come off and go. and. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody, every board meeting that I've been to that, you know, that I've attended, everybody comes, even if they have different ideas, it's it's a real beautiful coming together of different opinions, of different perspectives and of working together. So a lot of times it doesn't seem like work to me. Oh, I love uh-huh. hearing that. So. That is really inspiring. So let me give you a little introduction to our listeners. Uh, okay. Priscilla Olivares writes sweet contemporary romance with a Latinx flavor. Proud of her Puerto Rican Mexican heritage, she strives to bring authenticity to her novels by sharing her Latinx culture with readers. Her debut release, His Perfect Partner, and the second book in her Matched to Perfection series, Her Perfect Affair, both earned starred reviews from Publishers Weekly and Booklist. Oh, awesome. Since earning an MFA in writing popular fiction from Seton Hill University. She serves as English adjunct faculty at her local college and teaches an online course called Romance Writing for Ed to Go. Priscilla is a sports fan, a beach lover, a half marathon runner, and a consummate traveler who often practices the art of napping in her backyard <laughs> hammock. I just got a backyard hammock about uh, two weeks ago, and I happened oh. to pick it up and put it together on an afternoon where it, it, I live in California, but it's been, you know, in the 50s during the day but it was 75 that day oh, and I nice. set it up and got in the hammock and the dog got in with me and it was just I'm I'm <laughs> going to become a backyard hammock napper so <laughs> I'm a good napper in the car I'm a good napper on a plane I'm, I get that from my dad but we uh, have a really nice um hammock in the back that actually I can I can move it around so I'll like move it out to to an air a sunny part of the mm. of the backyard and it's a really good I would just um I would a deadline and by Sunday afternoon I was I needed that power hammock nap to, to rejuvenate <laughs> so it's nice I love that well and, and I'm in Florida so oh. the weather has not been snowy so it's been nice you're like one of the only places where it has well and here <laughs> but <laughs> yeah well I would love to know about your writing process how you get all of this done and still have a life so will you tell us about that process um when do you write? Where do you write? Do you go for word count or page count or just kind of fill us in on that? Right. Well, having a day job, 
I'll say it, does, it takes a big chunk, obviously, of your Monday through Friday, sometimes yeah. of your weekend. So for me, it's a lot of scheduling um, and getting the writing in. Uh, I mean, I will leave work and I need the, the gym's on my way home. So I'm trying to hit the gym before I get home. But if I have 45 minutes and I'm in the car riding on my laptop for that 45 minutes, you know, in the gym parking lot, uh, um, because that's some words on the page. And for me, uh, um, writing to a deadline, which is an ugly word, but it, but it's a good word in the sense, because if I'm writing to a deadline, it means then someone's expecting a book. If, you know, I'm traditionally published, mm-hmm. so that's my editor, but, um, or my publisher, but for self-pubbed authors, it's, you know, they give their own deadline. And so that's a writing to that deadline is a good thing, but I, I've learned for me, what keeps me moving forward is to have like that daily word count, or if I'm on revisions, then a page count that, I, that I'm going to get through, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. So really for where I write, um, it depends on the moment in my house. Right now I'm in our private office, but it's a shared office. So it's shared by um, people who like to collect things. So it can, uh, kinda, yes. it can kind of get enclosed. But um, if I, I listen to Pandora Pandora Radio, usually a Luis Miguel, like Latino music, romance mm-hmm. music. Um, so as long as if I have my headphones, wherever I am, I can pretty much get into my story world or my story mode. Um, I have a really good lap desk and a travel standing desk. You have a travel that, standing desk. How does that I work? Do. Um, let me see. I'll try to see if I can. So... This is the desk itself, uh-huh. and see these things collapse. Oh my gosh! You can, you can put it at different height levels. So I, I've taken it to different. I mean, I've taken it to write-ins, but I can. Take I it love out. that it has a cup holder too. Yes, it has a little mini cup holder. It has a little tray. If I, if I was if I if I angled it and I wanted to set like a book on it, if I was reading, you know, reading a book. Where did you um, get that? Uh, um, I got it on. Amazon. Uh, oh my gosh. I have to go look yeah. at that. I, and never even I will tell you the, the price was good. One, uh, I wanted to look into getting a standing desk, but I didn't want to make a big investment. And because if it didn't work out, if I, uh, um, and so I bought a lesser expensive one. I liked that it was travel size because I could take it to the day job mm-hmm. and, um, and work on that. You know, I was at another job before, but I could work at any desk, you know, anywhere. Um, and you know, we're sedentary. So if yeah. we're, you have a sedentary day job, you have a sedentary night job. Uh, um, so, and, and I love to dance. So this makes, you know, uh, it does make it harder if we're at write-ins. I usually just tell people if my dancing bothers you, then <laughs> no. Uh, um, because if I'm using my standing desk, I'll, you know, get into a bachata if that's what's on, you know. So I, I do like, have to warn people. I feel like I've been missing a lot from my writing life that I've never even thought about incorporating <laughs> dancing. And I love it. You can see over my shoulder that I have like a, a stationary standing desk as well as the desk oh, that I'm sitting at. But it's, but it's huge. And I love yeah. it. You know, it keeps my big screen on it. But but it doesn't move. And now I haven't. Yeah. And so I, this one will go to my our lanai. Um, if I have the house to myself, then I can even like move out into the dining room just yeah. so I can feel like I have big open space. But if it's a sunny day and I want to feel like I'm getting to go do something outside, I'll take my standing desk and my lap desk and move out to our back porch is, is covered. Um, so at least I'm outside enjoying, you know, a nice day, even if I have to, you know, be working to get words on the page, at least... Um, so I like, I love the, the travel desk that, um, and my lap desk. I can sit and write for a little while. I can get up and, and use that anywhere. Uh, um, I, I will say I have found, 
um, the dancing or even if I'm not um, like I was at a Starbucks one time and, and I have a tendency if my characters are waving in the book, I'll like, you know, or, um, or they're angry and I'm, and I catch myself frowning. I'm like, Oh no, don't, don't do that. Uh, um, and so I do, I don't, I don't write like out in public places. Hence I'm in my car at the gym versus sitting in the lobby at the gym because I can forget that there are other people around and it might be weird if you're flinging your hand because you're annoyed with somebody, you know, who's not really there. So I have caught myself in the cafe, like, you know, describing a hand gesture and then catching myself doing it in the air, whatever it is. Yeah. And it is really embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I'm not really like out in public, public places writing, but the standing desk, my lap desk allow me to move around a lot of places. So, uh, um, for me, that works. I love that. And I'm very glad you said that. I think that other people might really pick up on that little tip. So what is your, what is the biggest challenge you find in writing? Oh gosh, for me, it's that, that imposter syndrome, that second guessing, especially starting a new work. Uh, um, even if, uh, you know, with my, I will say with my second book, I took far too long to get my second book done. So then when it came to my third book, my time frame was a lot crunched. And, uh, and looking back, it was all uh, um, those doubts like, oh, what if, you know, the first book was a fluke and that kind of, so that second guessing, um, once I fall into the book and I not, you know, not so much then, it, then near the end of the book for me really is that the bad thing is I'll be running out of time uh, because my deadline's looming. And by then I'm in love with my characters and I want to be able to tell their story right. And I'm like, if I just had a little bit more time, I could make this better. <laughs> so the, the frustrating at the beginning is, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this. And at the end, it's like, oh, I need more time because I know I can do this. So I it's think kind of like that's so true. Too. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> we could always do a. I always think I could do a better job with more time. But if you gave me more time, I would yes. fill it up, and then at the end of that time, I would still think I could do a better job with more time. Probably, yes, <laughs> probably, yes. So, so the that the challenge for me really is. Um, believing in myself and that, or just making myself jump in and get started. Uh, um, but the biggest things are um, the joys are falling in love with, for me anyway, uh, um, when I'm writing and, and, and there it's that big breakup and, and I want to cry because uh, you know, then, and I'm sappy or, and it could be sleep deprivation by that time. <laughs> uh, um, however, <laughs> uh, um, but the feeling when you have those moments when you're feeling the emotions that you're trying to get on the page and then hopefully your readers will will feel that emotion, uh, um, which then the, the biggest joy is when you have a reader that that reaches out like or t on Twitter or whatever that that tells you, you know, that they really loved this character or that character Um because for me, that's why I do it. Just I, I have these people that I want to share, you know, with others that that can maybe love them as much as I love them. Uh, um, on, so. a, on a real big level, sometimes I look at at us as romance writers, and we have this amazing job that we actually get to fall in love with different people all the time. <laughs> and then not only that, we can make or hopefully make other yes. people fall in love with them too and have those exact same feelings. Like who else gets to do that? Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Can you share a quick craft 
first tip of any kind that you picked up along the way? Sure. Uh, um, I think probably I gravitate towards this one mostly because for me, what makes a book get land on my keeper shelf Mm -hmm. is typically um, it's a character or the characters because I've fallen in love with the, you know, those characters and I want to go back and visit them again. So really a, a big craft tip, that, that I try to do for myself or that I would tell beginner readers uh, um, is get to know your characters. How do that you whole do that? GMC, uh, um, I do. I mean, I, I, I do the GMC chart. Will I you explain off- that for people who don't know what that is? Oh, sure. The GMC chart, it's a um, goal, motivation and conflict. Uh, um, there's a great book out there by Deborah Dixon. Uh, um, and, um, that's probably one of the first one, two or, you know, one of the beginning books that I recommend to, to people. Um, and we actually talk about it in my online class. Uh, um, but, uh, so learning, learning about your character, their internal, their external, their, their goal, what they want, their motivation, why they want that, which is the key to the emotional aspect. And for romance, then, you know, that's important. And then the conflict is what's stopping them. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be something within. It could be someone, something, you know, some force without, uh, uh, you know, outside. So you have, they have an internal and an external GMC. Um, get, getting to know that or getting, for me is, um, like I talk with my characters a lot. Um, whether do you interview, I try to do a, a diary. That for me works better. Oh, what a great idea. With the female, you know, with my female characters, I haven't really diaried very much in the head of my male characters, but I will try like, what's the, what we talk about, or you hear about what's that significant event that happened in their past. Can you diary as your character, like the night after or after that, like get inside to, to learn about that. And then diary the night before your story opens. So it, for me, it's all about, can you get inside your character's head so that when you're in their point of view, you know, on the page, you have a better chance of seeing the world and feeling what, you know, what, what they're feeling because you know them so well and you can, you can like crawl into their skin. And if you can do that and get it on the page, then your readers can, can experience that as well. So for the craft tip, it really is just do, do what you need to do to get to know your characters as deeply as you can. I love that. I am a, I'm a huge journaling fan myself. Oh. And, um, and I never, and I've done the interviewing with my characters, but one of my weak points is really knowing a character before I start. I tend to be one of those people who figures it out as I go and then I have to revise the book to that character, what I learned about them by the end of the book. And, but yeah. to actually think about journaling after the wound that occurred right. earlier, that's, enormous. I could absolutely do that. And I could have a good time with that. Well, you know, a good time going into a very painful spot. But yeah, um, but, yeah. you just kind of blew Especially my mind. Especially if journaling comes naturally. Yeah, to you. Um, I'll tell you when when the interview part, if I've had characters who um, have that are just giving me a hard time with them, most most of the time, it's that I need to sit down. And I will say the last the two characters that I would that I can recall they're they're both the heroes and and I'm just wanting to ask him what is wrong how co- how come you're not doing what I want you to do um and it, but I have to sit them down and whether it's I'm driving and Diego is in the seat beside me and I'm driving in between campuses uh, um with book three in the match to perfect match to perfection series 
um, I had an issue with Diego and I was wanting him, you know, and this scene just wasn't working. And so I had a conversation with him when we were driving from one campus to the other. Um, and, you know, I had another character. I was at a writer's retreat and I got there and I dropped my bags and I grabbed a beer from the fridge and said, I'm going to be at the beach for a little while. I got to talk with someone. Uh, um, <laughs> Um, and that's, that's how I've been able to, and, and sometimes it's me, like, you know, I, I learned Diego was saying, I don't want to do that because I think this, you know, feels better to me. And his, this was the better way to go. Wow. Uh, um, but I had to take me as the author, you know, out of it and, and listen to him kind of. Which I love makes me sound a little crazy, but <laughs> oh, I love I well, we are writers, so we are crazy yes. in that way. We have those voices in our head, but I do really like how you naturally and um, um, instinctively, and you probably didn't even notice it, but you you talked about when we were driving to, between oh. campuses, like he oh, really, yeah. he really was in the car with you, and in your <laughs> the in the back of your mind, that was a we in the car with you. Mm -hmm. So oh, ah, that's that's cool. I love it. I really love that. Um, when you have that self-doubt that crops up or those feelings of the imposter syndrome or the dark days, how do you deal with that? Do you have any techniques? Um, exercise, really. Yeah. And like physical is, exercise. Yeah. Um, I wish I had that. <laughs> like running is good thinking time for me. Yeah. So if there's something... Uh, um, you know, when I'm, if I'm doubting, then getting away for a run, cause I don't, I'm not in a running group. So it's just me. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and sometimes I have music and sometimes I don't. And, but even with the music, it's, it's a time for me to kind of clear my thoughts mm -hmm. or question, you know, question myself, uh, you know, that kind of, uh, uh, or exercise. And I'm either like running or I'm at Zumba. Mm -hmm. which is just a fun, you know, it's exercise, but doesn't seem like exercise. So um, that's a good stress relief for me. Even I'm, when I'm in deadline mode, I've had a family member say, you probably don't need to go to the gym. You need to be writing. I'm like, and I have to say, well, one, all the junk food I'm eating writing, I need to go to the gym. <laughs> um, but also it's, it's a, it's just a stress relief. It, I can forget about everything else and, and get out and, and, and let emotions out in a, in a, in a healthy way, kind of. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and then come back. Um, I will be honest, probably wine and chocolate is, you know, happens <laughs> in there as well. Uh, Absolutely. Um, For me, it's like a, a Doritos. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I have, um, I will tell you, I, I sent a picture of, my laptop to my kids this weekend, they're older, they're on their own, uh, um, saying, this is what I'm doing. And my oldest, and, and you know, text me back, I hadn't realized that my snacks had were next to my, and she's like, mother, what are you eating? You're going to kill yourself. Because uh, um, none of it was healthy. There was no fruit involved there. Um, I love that your, time. I love that your kids were the ones saying that and not the mom saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I got a voice message from my youngest last week that this is your daughter calling to see what your word, how your word count is doing. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> I had my deadline coming and she knew I was stressing. That is so precious. Uh, so that was, so there, I'm, I have a really big supportive family. So that helps when I'm feeling doubtful. Uh, um, my family's really, you know, very good, positive energy. Uh, um, and uh, Catholic guilt really gets me back to the computer because I Nora know Robert always talks about that. 
there's an editor waiting or there, you know, like there's someone that I, that I have given my word to that I will meet this or that I, and so, um, I mean, we joke about Catholic guilt, but at least with me, um, it, it, uh, I would feel really bad if I was disappointing someone because of, you know, my lack of action or, you know, my own doubt. So I got to put that out of the way because I can't, you know, disappoint somebody else. So absolutely. Absolutely. So guilt, that, that keeps me motivated. Guilt is guilt is sometimes very useful. Not always, but sometimes yeah, very, very like, useful. There, there might be like a, you know, some kind of like counselor needing to speak to me after this, however. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're meeting your deadlines. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the best book that you've read recently and why did you love it? Okay. When you asked me this question, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm terrible. I'm simply because other than my Rita books, which I can't discuss. Oh, I, I know we're in the middle. Yep. Uh, um, I've been from, for those, I, of, for, the, for those of you listening who are not romance readers, yeah. the Rita, the Rita's are basically the Oscars of the romance world. And, and the, the people who are judging it, um, we're judging right now. We're reading and judging right now. So, mm-hmm. okay, go yeah, on. we are in, we're in the judging process for any, if this, if this airs before March 7th and you are a Rita judge, your scores are due March 7th. <laughs> you know. uh, um, so, uh, um, but really I've gone from, I've had three deadlines back to back from a November to a January 1st to, to this one that was today. Um, so I haven't had today. a lot of time. I just turned in one at one thirty. I one thirty this afternoon. Congratulations. Oh my God. I can't believe you did this podcast. Okay. Go on. Oh, no. <laughs> I was worried. I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, my Fitbit's telling me I've only had four hours and 15 minutes of sleep average the last two weeks. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Between the Olympics and my deadline, my sleep is not good, but, but, but we did well in the Olympics. USA did great. And I met my deadline. So, so you can go good. to bed tonight. Yeah. Yes. Well, there is a bottle of bubbly in the fridge <laughs> that will be consumed. And then I'm going to bed. Good. Um, but so to get back to your question, so I haven't done a lot of pleasure reading, but I have an awesome TBR, which is a to be read list. Mm-hmm. Um, so top of that is, this one by Sonali. Oh, I've been was, wanting to read that Sonali. Yeah, Dev. Yes, yeah. yes, it's a distant heart. It came out. I believe it was like a December release. Um, I think so. That's been waiting for me. Uh, um, also, uh, Falgani Kathari, her latest book. It's called My Last Love. Ooh. It's um, it's an interesting story. It's uh, about a man who is dying and his wife. <laughs> and his best friend and so it's it's a love story amongst the three and letting go and and sounds wonderful uh, yeah yeah so so that one just sounds super emotional and and I'm so I'm excited to get to that one and then I have a couple friends that uh, maybe not as not as well known yet but um, I've got their their books and one is Renee Ann Miller and her debut just came out out this year so that's um a regency never dare a wicked earl and um kelly siskin is another friend of mine and she writes funny edgy first person um she does amazing first person in the male point of view Um, and yes and one of her latest is called legs it's um was an amazon bestseller and so that one is already on my kindle it's been calling my name telling me hurry up and meet your deadline. Uh, um, so, so any of those four. And, and then I will say as a, as a Latina, uh, um, I try to be super, super supportive of my fellow Latinx authors and their 
three of my Chica friends and we've actually formed a, a group called Four Chicas Chat. And we're getting ready to launch a Facebook page. Oh, cool. So like an author, reader. Uh, um, so look for Four Chicas Chat. And that's with Mia Sosa and Sabrina Soul and Alexis Daria. Uh, um, so I'm just trying to, you know, I know that there's a big talk about, um, you know, diverse romance mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's out there because there's a, there's a necessity. It's not just diverse characters. It's also letting diverse authors be heard. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, that, that's, you know, something that's really important to me, but so, especially with my, with my Latina authors, we're um, a big, a big push to be supportive of each other. That's wonderful. And that's, and that's why I follow the hashtag own voices and, and we, we all need more of that. And, and, and from where I sit, I need to be buying those books and talking about those books and, you know, raising awareness. So I love that you've, I love that you've given us all those names. Oh, yes, please, please look for Sonali and Falgany and Mia and Sabrina and, and Alexis. Absolutely. And, and, and there are others. Um, so, so many others, so many other awesome, yeah. awesome writers. So thank yeah. you for those. And now tell us about um, where we can find you. You might want to show your book that you just held okay. up for those who are watching. So this is my debut. It's um, his perfect partner. It's with Tomas. He's a single dad. He's got a five-year-old daughter and Yasmin. She's the oldest of my three Fernandez sisters. Mm-hmm. And so this came out last October. And Yasmin is a Broadway dancer, but she's home. The girls grew up in a fictional suburb just outside of Chicago. And Bappy has been dealing with cancer. So Yasmin has come home from New York to help take care of Bappy. And uh, because her younger two sisters, Rosa and Lily, are still in college. And she meets Tomas. His daughter is um, a dancer at Yasmin's old dance studio where she's volunteering and helping while she's in town. So that's their story. And then next up is Rosa and Jeremy. Your beautiful covers. Oh, Kensington's art department's done an awesome job. Um, they've done, I've been super, super blessed, and they're really great. Uh, um, so this is Rosa and her book. It's on pre-order now, and, and, but um, it will release at the end of March. So on March 27th, um, you'll, she'll, she'll be live in the world. And Rosa is the middle sister. She's the shy, responsible one. And she gave me so much trouble because I just, I, I loved her so much. I, I had a hard time being mean to her. And, and, and you know, so, uh, um, so by the time I got to the end with this, um, I just, my, my goal really with all my books, but really with her was I just wanted to do a good job for Rosa. Uh, um, so she's a librarian. She's the, I think the kind of like the tagline is, is when, when this wa- um, wallflower decides to take a walk on the wild side, she's, she's had a long time crush on Jeremy. He's a family friend. And at, Yasmin and Thomas's wedding, um, she decides to take a chance, and um, they have a night together, and um, they get more than they bargained for. So that's, I love it, and that's called the perfect affair. Uh, yeah, her perfect affair. So the oh, books go. Affair. It's um, like a his, her, and there. So it's mm. his perfect partner, and then her perfect affair, and then later this year in December will be Lily's story, and it's their perfect melody. Is that um, the one that you just a little bit finished today? Actually, no, that one? one's been done. 
the one that I finished today is a, um, it's a new book. It's actually with Thule Publishing, and it's part of a continuity series with um, three other authors, um, Kira Jacobs, Shirley Jump, and, and Susan Muir, and um, that's the Paradise, Paradise Key series. That'll be like sometime late May. Uh, um, you are yeah, very so busy. That, coming fast yes you are so and busy <laughs> so, yeah it's a it's a blessing I keep reminding myself that um I wrote for a really long time before I finally sold and so whenever I'm stressed about that deadline I keep reminding myself you've been praying about this and asking for this so enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> and where can so, we find you online um so my website um is pris I learned a long time ago, Priscilla is a pretty name, but it can be spelled a bazillion wrong ways. So I go by Pris, P-R-I-S, Oliveras.com is my website. Um, I'm on, I, do, I do have a Facebook author page. Same thing, Priscilla Oliveras author. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Pris Oliveras. So, you know, find me there. I'm, I'm, I like to travel, visit family. I'm, I'm writing in, in weird places, taking pictures of my golden doodle and probably Aww. the adult beverages that I'm enjoying. <laughs> um, so I'm going to follow you immediately. And oh, I want to say thank you so much for sharing your time this afternoon on a very, very busy day. It's just oh, no. a pleasure to talk to you. And I wish you I really huge continued success. Thank you. Um, I really enjoy chatting with you. It's always fun to talk with fellow authors. And, um, That's why and, I do the show. With, yes. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. Thanks, Priscilla. Have a wonderful evening and enjoy the bubbly. Oh, I will. Thank okay. you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.